0: the book is here. The book is here, my friend. I'm so excited to announce that my new book, my first book, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream is officially available for pre-order. Oh my gosh. Such an exciting moment. And I'm so grateful. That you are hearing this because it means that you can go pre order and get some of my really dope bonuses. Now, I love to incentivize people to take action fast because momentum begets momentum. So I want you to go and pre order. And when you do, head on over to slash be seen and put in your order information so you can get the bonuses for pre ordering. The bonuses are amazing. First, immediately you're going to get the recording of me reading the introduction and the first chapter to the book. So you can listen to the intro and in the first chapter before anybody else, and it's me reading it, so you're going to get a lot of different little behind-the-scenes nuggets. You'll also get a special invite to my very first Manifestation Masterclass virtual event. Now, this is a two-hour virtual event that I'm going to do where i it's the first time I've ever taught Manifestation. In that kind of uh, atmosphere where it's a place where you can ask me questions and we're together on Zoom, it's going to be epic. So, everybody that pre orders is going to get an opportunity to join me for that manifestation masterclass. So, I can't wait to see you there. I'm so excited for you to get the book in your hands and for you to get those amazing bonuses. So, go on over to slash be seen and order your book wherever you want to order it from, but put that order number into the website so you can can get the bonuses. Go do it. I dare you. Can't wait to hear what you think. You just need one yes. You just need one. So you got to keep pushing forward, even in the face of rejection and no's and maybe next time. And we'll call you back later or ghosting, which is just another form of rejection. you got to keep it going for the every no that you get. There's a yes waiting around the corner because you will eventually get that one it is a numbers game. What if today was the day that you dared yourself to do what you've always wanted? Welcome to the I Dare You podcast. I'm your host, Jen Gottlieb, and together we're going to step outside of our comfort zones and into our best lives one dare at a time. So come on, I dare you to dive right on in. I want to talk about rejection. And this is an important one because it is so unbelievably easy to fall into a pattern, a thought pattern of I'm not good enough. I'm not doing enough. Who am I to be doing this? When you're getting rejected. And let me tell you something, rejection is something that comes with the territory when you are trying to be successful in any area of life. Whether that is trying to be successful in a relationship, trying to be successful in business, trying to be successful um, in in any career, um, maybe maybe not even entrepreneurship, in your nine to five um, career ladder, anything that you're trying to do, if you're pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and you're putting yourself in a position to be more successful than the average person in whatever area you're working on you're going to be putting yourself in the face of rejection. You're going to get rejected. It's something that is absolutely certain. And we need to learn how to take the power away of that rejection. Because if you let that rejection, if you get rejected in any way, whether that be from a person in a relationship or a job offer, or maybe you're an actor and you got rejected from a role, or maybe you got rejected from a friend group, or maybe you put yourself out there to be on a podcast or speak in an event and you got rejected. If you allow that rejection to have power over you and you allow that rejection to seep into your being and tell you that you're not good enough and tell you the story that you shouldn't keep trying because you clearly doesn't work and all these things that, um, it can do to our brains and it can do to our inner self-talk. If you let it do that and you let it take over, which I've done very, very many times, then it has power over you and it's going to keep you from moving forward. And you guys know if you join me a, a lot for Get Ready With Me, I'm all about perspective. Perspective is my favorite thing because perspective is something that we have control over. We can shift our perspective at every, any moment. If we decide that we want to look at the world as a horrible place, we can 100% find things that will make that true. We can look at the world as a horrible place. But if we choose to look at the world as a wonderful place, then we're going to find things that will actually make that thought true as well. Uh, we'll be looking for it. It's, the world is how you see it. Uh, everything is how you see it. Now, some things are just totally shitty. Like getting rejected is completely crappy. It does not feel good. It is not fun when you put yourself out there and somebody says, no, thank you. I'm not going to choose you. I'm going to go with somebody else all of those things don't feel good. They sting. And I'm not going to take that away from you right now. I'm going to actually double down on it. It sucks. I've been rejected so many damn times that I get rejected pretty much every single week. Um, I get rejected at least once because I'm putting myself out there a lot in a lot of big ways. And that means I'm putting myself in a position to get rejected and it doesn't feel good, but you can change your perspective on what that rejection means to you. And you, it can help you really take away the power that that rejection has over you and your ability to choose to take action on something that's scary. And Jen, how do you do that? Well, in my book, Be Seen, I have an entire chapter about how to make friends with rejection, an entire section because when you're being seen and you're putting yourself out there to be seen, whether that is being seen by your community and your family, and and really becoming the most authentic version of you or being seen in the public eye with building a personal brand. If you can learn how to make friends with rejection when somebody doesn't like something and it doesn't bother you as much, and you can have a better perspective about that rejection, you're going to take action more. You're going to show up more. And I want you to have those tools. Uh, I used to be an actress, which means I got rejected probably five to 10 times a day for my job. It was my job. It was basically my job to go into rooms, audition rooms, and get heard no time after time after time after time again. Because when you're in that game of being an actor, you're getting heard no way more than yes. And you probably get one yes that changes everything. It's like, I'm just waiting for that one yes, that one phone call. I would sit staring at my phone all the time waiting for the one yes to come. Like, yes, we're going to pick you. And most of them were no's. So I had to get really, really good at understanding how to deal with all of those no's, or it was going to probably take me down and I wouldn't continue acting. And spoiler alert, I didn't continue acting. Um, I think it was a combination of just getting sick and tired of waiting for somebody to pick me and waiting for somebody to tell me that I'm good enough to do the thing that I want to do. And also the fact that I started to become an entrepreneur and I learned how much better it felt to be able to choose myself and make money when I wanted to. And I really liked the game of entrepreneurship, and it felt way better to me than than the acting world. There was a lot of reasons why. Uh, I stopped the traditional form of acting and pivoted into the type of performance that I do now, which is public speaking. But it was a really long, long, long journey to get here, all in the book, by the way. Throughout all of those processes and being an actor and having to get heard no all the time, I learned how to have a different perspective about rejection. And it didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of practice, a lot of practice. And some of the rejections really killed me. And I'm gonna let you know right now, some rejections that I get now today, even though I have the tools to be able to deal with rejection in a powerful way, in a way that has a different perspective, I still get bummed out when I get rejected. So I'm not gonna take that away from anybody for even a second. However, my bummed outness doesn't keep me from taking action on the next thing. It doesn't. It actually fuels me to take action on the next thing. So let me tell you, the first, I have a whole step-by-step process to make friends with rejection um, and it's all in the book. But the the one thing that I'll tell you that's really been helpful for me, and then I'm going to end it with a really cool story is that I have a album in my phone that is full of all of my rejection emails and texts, like screenshots of every time that I've been rejected. Every time I get a no, like let's say it's like I've been, I was trying to speak on a stage and I pitched myself for it or pitched myself for a media opportunity or something or to be on a podcast. And they told me, no, I screenshot it and I put it in my rejection email album. And you'd be like, Jen, I I, I know some of you are like, why on earth would you do that? Why would you collect all of your no's? I collect all of my no's because when I can screenshot it, take a photo of it, put it in an album, and I can look and reflect back on all of the old rejections that I've ever gotten in my life, for some reason, it helps take away the power that those rejections have over me. Because it's like I'm looking in my album and I'm adding it to the list. And I look at them and I'm like, you know what? This no is actually just a yes to something else. The more no's that I collect in here means the closer that I'm getting to a yes, because it's a numbers game. For the every no that you get, there's a yes waiting around the corner. And Jamie Kernlima, who's one of my friends, I just listened to her on Ed Let's podcast, and she has this new book coming out called Worthy, and she talks all about the fact that rejection is God's protection. Because if you're getting rejected from something, it means that something else is on the way for you. I always look at it like, thank God my boyfriend ages ago that I thought I was going to marry rejected me and broke up with me. Because if he didn't, maybe I would be married to somebody that I was unbelievably unhappy with and not in alignment with. And I would have never met my husband now, Chris. So thank God every single guy that ever broke up with me, broke up with me. Thank God, right? That was actually just God protecting me from something that was not for me because something that was, was on its way. And so, what I do with these rejection emails in this folder is I just open it up every once in a while and I look at them and I laugh at them. And I'm like, you know what? You're rejecting me now, but a year from now, two years from now, a couple months from now, you're going to be reaching out to me asking me to do this thing and I'll decide if I want to say yes to you or if I would like to reject you. And I just make light of it. And it it really has been an exercise that's really, really helped me. That's different and out of the box. And I never really thought that it would. I did it because I wanted to show My first screenshot was like, I wanted to show Chris, like, oh, this person said no to me. And then once I screenshot it, I was like, you know what? I may as well make an album out of all of these. And I just kept adding to the album. And I I love my little collection. And it's so funny because now I've been doing it for so long that I'm able to look back at the old rejections. And those people have now reached out to me after that, that rejection and been like, oh, I definitely want you for this. And I get to decide if I want to say yes or not, because we're always moving and we're always growing. And as long as you don't let that rejection stop you from taking action on the next thing, and if you just use it as fuel, like, you know what, I'll show you, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to make this happen. And so I'm going to look back at this photo of this rejection a year from now, and I'm going to laugh at it because you're going to be begging me and I'm going to be way too expensive for you or not available for you when when you finally want me. It's just an empowering way to look at it. Again, it's all perspective. And then you can look at that rejection and you can think, like, how can I do this better next time? Was there a different way that I could do the pitch and reach out in a different way? Did I not follow up as much as I probably should have? Did I not have enough credibility markers for my brand? Do I still need to get to a certain step? Be self aware. Unbelievably important. Like some things just you're not ready yet and it's not your time yet. And that's okay. And it's so important to be self aware about those things and not be like, oh, you know, I, I, There are some situations where maybe you did deserve something and you were ready for it and 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 it didn't happen and that's life and that's shitty. But if you can take a little screenshot, put it in the album, trust and know that that is protection for you because something better is on the way or maybe that was not the opportunity for you, then you have taken the power away from that rejection and you're not going to let it stop you on your journey. I don't know one entrepreneurial or successful journey or story that I've ever read that is not full of rejections and failures. That's what makes the story interesting. I actually, and that's another part of it. Like I screenshot it, I put it in my album and I'm like, you know what? This just makes the story so much sweeter. When I tell this in my next book or when I tell it on a podcast years later, when I'm talking about the rise of my business and my life, like all of these stories of me getting rejected just make the story great. And they make me more equipped to be able to deal with it next time it happens. And they give me confidence, every single one of them. It really is, yeah, take a second and feel crappy about the rejection, but then trust and know that that yes is on its way to you. And my my therapist and I were talking about this uh, two days ago. Like the cool thing about life is that anything can happen in the drop of a hat. Anything can change in, in a moment's time. That's a great thing. And it's a bad thing because anything bad can happen in a moment's time. That's a real that's a real thing. Okay? Life is crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. At the same time, anything amazing can also happen in a moment's time. That changes everything. Which way would you like to look at it? Which way it's your choice. It is absolutely your decision. I had gotten rejected from quite a few things recently that I was putting myself out there for because you guys know I'm launching my book, so I'm really in this Zone of pitching myself and putting myself out there and asking for help and getting wanting to get on stages and platforms and get the book out there to people. And I was, you know, getting no's and following up and following up and following up. And yesterday I got a really, really, really big yes, a really big yes. But I would have never gotten that yes if number one, I didn't keep following up, even though I was basically getting rejected and ghosted and not hearing back. But I kept following up no matter what with courage. And with bravery, we like to use the term bravery here in our house because our dog got a certificate of bravery when he got neutered, but I was brave enough to consistently keep following up and reaching out, even though I felt like I was getting rejected. And I kept going and I kept going and I kept going. And there was a reason, I believe, for me finding out the way that I did, when I did, because there were so many lessons in the follow-up that I needed to learn. And I needed to implement that follow-up in order to learn what works and what doesn't when it comes to following up with people. You just need one yes. You just need one. So you got to keep pushing forward, even in, in the face of rejection and no's, and maybe next time, and we'll call you back later, or ghosting, which is just another form of rejection. you got to keep it going because you will eventually get that one yes. It is a numbers game. What do you think is the fastest way to shift out of a negative state when you recognize you're in it? But what do I do when I'm in a negative state and I can't shift out of it? There's a couple of things that I do. So first, I recognize it. I I recognize it. Sometimes we don't even notice it and we're just walking around grumpy all day and we're like, why do I not feel good? Why is nothing working for me? But it's like, wait a second, what's really going on? So take a second. I take a second to be present. If I'm feeling that way and I ask myself, what is really happening here? What is true? What's going on in my mind? And I ask myself a few questions. I just sit with myself and really ask myself, is it hormonal? Because sometimes, ladies, you know, sometimes our negative state is not anything we can control. And I got to say that because I've experienced that where your hormones just go crazy and there is nothing that anybody can say to you that's going to make you feel better. Not much that you can do. You're just going to have to embrace the fact that you feel like shit for a day or maybe a few hours and it will pass. Another thing I was talking about with my therapist the other day, she's like, one thing that's certain about emotions is they're not permanent. They come and go. And if you can understand that your emotions are always going to rise and fall and come and go and they're not permanent and they're not forever, it makes it much easier to be able to deal with them, right? Like, So if someone said to you, "Like, I promise you it's only going to hurt for a second, you know like, at, at, like it's going to be done. It's not going to be forever. And so I'm just like, all right, I feel like crap right now. It's it's going to pass. I'm going to end up in my bed tonight before I know it. I'm going to be in my bed. Can I ride this out? How strong am I to be able to be in this and experience the suck? Because the more that you can experience the suck and be in the suck, the stronger you are for the next time the suck happens. However, we don't need to torture ourselves if there are tools that we can use or at least try to try to snap ourselves out of that negative space. So for me, things that I know that always make me feel better going for a walk and moving my body. Always, no matter what, when I change my physicality, it changes the way that my brain thinks. I feel proud of myself. When you move your body, you, you move the energy. You move, you create dopamine and serotonin and endorphins in your body and it can make you feel better. So I always move my body. And then talking to a friend, talking to somebody that I love, that always helps connecting with someone. Like I got on a call with my friend this morning and she was feeling the exact same way as me about something. And I didn't know. I was looking at her on social media and I was like, oh my God, everything's perfect in your life. You're crushing it. She's like, everything's perfect in your life. You're crushing it. But we both like had this exact same feeling. We're like, I don't feel that way. I feel like things are hard. I feel, I feel scared. I feel like I'm not doing enough. We were just connecting on the way that we honestly felt. And it made us feel so much better because we weren't alone. For me, the innate thing to do when I don't feel good is to be alone and not want to talk to anyone and kind of like seclude myself. But really what makes us feel better is talking to people and being around people. Connection fixes most things. Just make sure it's the right people. (laughs) You got to separate yourself from the people that um, you know are not, don't have your best interest at heart and find those people that will be the most amazing person to talk to when you're not feeling 100%. So that's what I do. I move my body or I talk to a friend. I talk it out with someone. Those two things usually help. I do have a therapist that I talk to who really helps me be able to work through it. Another thing that she taught, to, she taught me, other than understanding that the emotions come and go and they're going to pass, is if you're dealing with something, sometimes it's really, really powerful to take that thing and put it outside of yourself. So almost like take something, like here's a scrunchie, like my negative attitude today, it's this scrunchie. Here it is. It's outside of my body. It's not part of who I am. It's just a thing that I'm dealing with and it's just there with me. And sometimes when I think about it that way, it takes away the power that it has over me because it takes away the fear of, is this me forever? Is this like an issue with me? No, it's a thing that I'm dealing with today, this scrunchie. And before I know it, the scrunchie is going to be gone. It's only going to be there for a moment's time. It might be there for a day. It might be there for a few hours, but it's not who I am. It's a thing that's outside of me. What, what do I want my relationship to be with this scrunchie? Do I want to be scared of this scrunchie? Do I want to let the scrunchie take me down? Do I want to let the scrunchie make me feel um, a, a limiting belief about myself, make me tell myself lies about my capabilities and myself who I am as a person? Or do I want to say, scrunchie, you got nothing on me. You're here. It's okay. I get it. You're going to make me feel like shit today. I'm negative, but you're not me. You are on the outside of me. It's something that I'm dealing with and it'll go away before you know it. So that's been something really powerful that, again, I didn't just figure that out. I work with a therapist who has helped me to figure that out and has taught me that. And it, it's been helping. Do I remember to do these things all the time? And am I happy all the time and never negative? Hell no. Um, we're all humans and emotions are beautiful because they give us contrast. Because if we didn't sometimes feel negative, we wouldn't know how delicious positive felt. If we didn't get rejected, we wouldn't know how delicious getting a win felt. So it's all, it's all there to make life life. And if we can understand that this too shall pass and time doesn't stop and nothing, nothing really as far as emotions and discomfort is permanent, it comes and goes. But the growth that you get from being able to deal with that discomfort, that's forever. Discomfort's temporary. How, can you, how much can you withstand? However much you can withstand is what's going to prove to you who you really are and what you're capable of. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the I Dare You podcast. I'm so grateful you chose to spend this time with me, but I'm even more grateful for your future self that you are building one dare at a time. So my first dare for you is to subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who you think needs to step a little bit more outside their comfort zone and into their best lives. They'll thank you for it. I'll see you next time on the I Dare You podcast.